listening to the OKest Fisher Podcast, part of the OKest Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome back to the OKest Fisher Podcast. How we doing, Matt? We're doing good. Different night of the week this week. Yeah, we're uh, a little off on our schedule, but we're still working hard to get everybody an episode for the week. Yeah, the fishing opener got in the way. Yeah, just a little bit, and lack of some hardware here also got in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. So, yeah, it happens. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Because we're okay. And we don't claim to be anything more. That's right. (laughs) We're so okay, we caught a boat full of bass this weekend, and not a one of them were legal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> some of them i've caught bluegills bigger than the bass we were catching yeah yeah between you me, it, you me and dan though we we put a pretty good hurting on them i mean we figured out kind of a pattern uh, one would say i think we found confidence in the lures that we chose i like that yeah, yeah we all were kind of throwing something different and it was it was all working for us it was. So either it was a really good day of fishing or we would we would like to think we were really good at choosing the baits out of the box. I'm going to go with the latter. Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> All kidding aside, though, I mean, there's something to be said about looking in your box and finding that go-to lure, right? That confidence bait that you really want to fish, you always feel good about fishing, your buddy might even give you shit for fishing it all the time because it's all you want to fish. But there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. We actually had some good talks on the boat. <clears throat> I am a strong believer in uh, not so much color when it comes to fishing as the confidence you have in the lure that you grab out. If you are overconfident, or not overconfident, if you are very confident with it, you're going to catch fish on it. It could be the wackiest color that doesn't go with the water conditions, and you will still catch fish on it because you are confident using that lure. And we did experience that quite a bit on Saturday when we got out fishing. Yeah, we certainly did. Uh, I mean, you reach for a jerkbait right away, and you were like two, three fish up on the rest of us. And that was like one of my favorite baits to fish too, because you cover water quickly with it. But I, I also have no shame in reaching for a swim, you know, a swim bait, a soft plastic minnow, you know, with a boot tail. I like fishing those too on on a, like a darter head or any kind of swim head. They're they're fun to 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 cast and catch stuff off of. I mean, I've caught everything from big crappies and rock bass all the way up to you know some of the nicer northern pike. Everything eats them, and as clearly as well as they do a, a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. And Dan was throwing another type of plastic, uh, and he was catching fish on those on that too. What was he throwing? Was that a Kalins? I, it was uh, Kalins, or it was a. I think it might have been a Rage Tail, but it was something similar. But it, it was a, a type of swim bait. It was a shorter profile, shorter and fatter profile, and. You know, it almost looked like a small panfish swimming through the water, and I think that's why he was doing so well. And I was fishing a longer, skinnier one, 
that looked more like a minnow, and they were also hitting that. You were throwing the uh, the jerk bait. I yep. I switched it up and went to a four uh, four inch cinco, which is another you know great bait to get fish to bite if you maybe they're not biting so well or maybe they're following that bigger uh, jerk bait to the boat but they just don't want to commit to it. You throw a single one from them, it's pretty hard for them to turn that down. Mm-hmm. And your even your swim bait, you were fishing a lot lower in the water column than we were, and I you was, were still having success down there. Yeah, I mean, I was I was fishing how I usually fish them for walleyes, just hopping it off the bottom, you know, snapping it real quick and letting it hit bottom. And they would, I'd feel them hit it as it was going down, and then they would pin it to the bottom, and then you'd hook them with it. But the pike were hitting it just as good as the bass were. Yep. Yeah, we had we had more bass than pike, but we caught our fair share of pike. We certainly did. And we were fishing in roughly what fifty-five to fifty-seven degree water temps, so still water. a little cold for this time of year. Yeah, I mean, we're first week of May, and water temps are a little chilly. I mean, last year at this time we were probably sixty, sixty-two. Things were well on their way bass were were doing more things up in the shallows and we even had more green weeds we really struggled to find green weeds on most of the lake you know that far southwest and i think if we would have worked the northwest corner too we might have found quite a bit of green weeds but that area of the lake was pretty crowded there was a lot of boats over there and then the wind you know the wind the wind sucked yeah it did but uh, back to confidence lake or confidence baits. It's funny because if any normal bass fisherman would have saw how I was fishing my jerk bait in fifty-five to fifty-six degree water, they would have thought I was crazy. <laughs> I was ripping it like it was eighty degrees outside, and I was still getting bit every three to five casts. It's you know it's it's something to be said. It's that confidence bait. I don't need to try to catch fish when I use my confidence bait. My body, you know, it's just one of those things that just takes over you, and you know what to do and how to catch fish. And like, like you were saying, everybody's got one of those lures, and it's—I don't know—it's one of those cool little bag of trick things that you have your lure. You're terrified to lose it, but it's still your go-to, and <laughs> all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, and all of us are fishing monofilament, you know, or, or a floral leader on braid or something. But it's easy to get piked, you know. It, yep, and that's where. The bait that you chose, and even I did get, I got piked. I got piked twice. Lost, uh, lost a swim bait. Lost a senko. Uh, it's gonna happen. But if you were to run steel leader, you wouldn't get those bites. It's just the way it is, especially with how clear the water was. Yep. Yeah, and I did not. I was running uh, fifteen pound braid, so I didn't have a leader on direct tie. I didn't have any issues, but. I don't run monofilament on something you're working that fast. Sure. Because they don't have time. To me, they don't have time to see the line. Yeah. So if you're if you're running a finesse bait, you, you need that, you know, invisibility cloak right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tie and direct, too, and the way they were hitting and the fact that they were small pike, that really it was kind of the saving grace because if it would have been, you know, a 28 to 30-some incher, it would have engulfed the entire bait, and, and you probably wouldn't have landed too many of them. No, because I would have lost my confidence, Lord. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we even hunted for one today on the internet just to just in case you needed. And we a did. We did find them. Yep. We did find. Well, Greg found them. 
Yep. That bait has caught a lot of fish since 2014 when I first took it up to Canada. That's that's pretty amazing. It, it, you still have the bait and it's uh, still fishable. It's, it helps. Most of these jerk baits are made out of a high impact plastic or a polycarbonate of some sort, and you know they're weighted. They they do a really nice job of taking hits, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The one fish that um, I will throw a jerk bait and I'll catch two fish on is brown trout in the spring. They destroy really? whatever kind of plastic uh, stick baits, jerk baits, crank baits. They just destroy them. What do you think? So, that, why do you think that is? Oh, well, because they're nine times the size of the bass we're catching. <laughs> <laughs> they run like a freight train. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, I never had luck keeping lures long fishing for them, but this one, smallmouth and northern, largemouth, it's been perfect. A lot less paint on it than when I first bought it, but... that's yeah. uh, That adds character to it. It does. I know which one it is in the box. It's yeah. the dull-looking one. Uh-huh. It's tricolored. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh what's your go-to? What's your confidence lure bait? Say this, I mean, I know what you fished, but... Nobody at home really knows what you threw most of the day. Yeah, I mean, most of the day, I, I bounced back and forth between a couple. I I was going to run a, a jerk bait like you were, but I didn't want to be like you. I want to be cool like you. I'm not cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. You look. You were looking pretty cool back there whacking fish off the back of the boat. Hey, you did catch the biggest one on a jerk bait, though. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> yep. About six foot one. Six <laughs> foot one, weighed about, we'll be, we'll be modest and say 220 easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty, pretty good sized human fish. Yeah. No injuries, though. That, no. was, a, that was a good thing. No, nope. saved by the shorts. Mm hmm. A couple <laughs> good laughs out of her. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt bad. As soon as I said, look out, it was already, <laughs> it was already stuck in his leg. <laughs> like I told you out there, I saw your eyes like get big through the back of your head because that's all I saw when it was happening. Was the back of your head? <laughs> I made the mistake of getting brave and throwing it in the in the reeds. It got stuck. I reeled up on it, gave it a pop, and it came with the reeds. Cle- cleared the reeds off the hook, made it over the windshield, past my face, and into Dan's leg. <laughs> You don't get much more okay than that. I was definitely pretty okay. <laughs> but yeah, back to what you were throwing for. Yeah, you said so your anyway, go-to. That was like okay. I, that was a that was a sign you're not throwing that bait anymore. So <laughs> I cut it off, put it back in the tackle box, and uh, I can continued to fish baits with single hooks on them. No more troubles. But. Uh, like a, a swim a swim head or a net head, mushroom head type jig head. Uh, I alternated from the, the, the Kitek swim bait to um, just a plain worm hook, two out worm hook, wide gap with uh, with a four inch senko. No weight, just because we were fishing such shallow water, you didn't really need weight to get down real fast. You know, two to we'll, we'll say two to four feet of water. We were doing our most damage in, and just on a hook, there was enough weight with the Senko and a you know medium light spinning rod with uh, with a little bit of braid and an eight pound fluorocarbon leader. It's pretty simple to to fish. 
but throw it out, let it sink, give it a little twitch, <coughs> wait for the bite, watch your line, because if you don't feel them, if you got too much slack, you'll watch your line. If you're watching your line, it'll jump. When it jumps, you know a fish is on it. Yep. And then you reel down and just give it a light tug, and usually it's on. I didn't lose any fish on that bait other than when I got piked off. No. And a couple of the false hook sets on weed bass, but yeah, well, that's that's standard. we all had those. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty standard. <laughs> mm-hmm. brought, brought half the weed mat with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, what weeds were out there? There wasn't a lot. No, it. You know, if we could get, I think we'll we might see water temps in the sixties by the weekend, maybe because it, it's looking like today was the cold day, and the rest of the week, I mean, we might get down in the mid forties at night. But it's going to be back up in the seventies, and sunshine. If I saw, yeah, some that, chunks of sunshine. That's going to heat it up, and when it does, I mean, I just did a, a quick walk down to the dock today, with uh, with the confidence lure, with the jerk bait, the one that didn't catch the human, <laughs> a different one, and I walked down to the pier and made a couple casts. Fish were following it; they were bumping it on the way back but they weren't hitting it real hard. So I knew I was reeling that bait too fast because they just didn't quite want to go up and catch it. They, they weren't firing off of a reaction bite at all. They were, they weren't, they just weren't going to do it. So I slowed my retrieve down and that's, what's nice about a jerk bait in particular, you know, like a Husky jerk or that, that uh, lucky craft one ten that I threw you can really alternate alternate the the pace a little bit. You can go fast and then come down to you know just a, a a crawl, just barely reeling it, just so that bait kicks a little bit and stops. And you know, there's different models of jerk bait out there. Some of them will rise up, some of them will fall down. This one in particular, the nose would kind of start to come up, and then it would slowly start to rise. And if you gave it a little twitch, it would just shimmy a little bit so not all jerk baits are, are created equal i mean they all have different different reactions and different actions and they're weighted different inside i say pick up a couple different kinds you don't even have to be married to one particular brand you don't even have to go buy the most expensive one there's a there's a lot of options out there that are reasonably priced but I'm used to buying jerk baits at five, six bucks, and I don't think you can find one for five, six bucks anymore. Maybe at a rummage sale if you got lucky. Yeah, I think the cheapest one I saw was like nine dollars, and they go all the way up to twenty some dollars a piece, which is a lot of money, especially if you're trying to fish them around pike. And those baits just don't work real well when you're running steel leader on them. It, it totally throws their balance and their weight off. So you got to fish them with with fluorocarbon leader or mono. A lot of guys will swear by fluoro. I kind of like the fluoro. It takes abrasions a little bit more. And, you know, 10 to 12-pound test is probably enough. If you really want to get finesse and you know all you're going to catch is bass, then you could go down to 8-pound test, 6-pound test in some cases. That's the hard part around here, though, because you never are just going to catch bass. No. So you'd rather upsize a little bit just to be on the safe side. Yeah, I think 10-pound is really safe. You know, it takes teeth. Walleyes don't mind hitting it. And bass are usually pretty committal. Yeah. Um, do you ever run jerk baits like that 
in this time of year for um, like a normal inland body lakes for walleye? I personally have not. I've run them up north in June, so I guess, you know, they're about a, a few weeks behind us. Actually, I think their their water temps are at least 10 degrees colder than ours are right now. Yeah, they, they just got rid of ice, especially up by our place, yeah, I think less like than a couple weeks ago. 46, 47 degrees is what I was seeing for some guys, but they were whacking walleyes. And I don't know, a lot of those lakes up there, my confidence lure changes from a jerk bait to probably a live bait presentation or a hair jig. Sure. Um, the hair jig, you know, it looks kind of like a leech. If you're using natural colors, brown or black, you make that thing, you, you barely move it, and it just kind of quivers along the bottom like a leech. But jigging a minnow for walleyes, just hopping it off the bottom, you know, your, your post-spawn pattern now, you're going to go with a you know, an appropriately sized jig for the water depth and and hook up nose hook a minnow and and just hop it off the bottom. If it's a good walleye lake and they're there, they're usually going to be pretty committal to hitting it. And it's just light hops. You don't have to you're not raising it 3 feet and letting it down. It's feel for the bottom. You got to have the right rod and, and and line set up to be able to feel the bottom. We're looking at probably eighth to three eighths ounce jigs, depending on how deep. But I don't know, eighth and quarter ounce are always my go tos for for jigs. I even like those little Roadrunner jigs, just the jig head with the with the little spinner on the bottom. Eighth to quarter mm-hmm. ounce, white chartreuse, orange. Those are always good colors. White's always pretty universal, and a fat head minnow. You know, just a medium fat head, medium to large fat head, and You'll catch smallies on it. You'll catch walleyes. You'll catch pike on it. Yep. In fact, my buddy even hooked into a muskie with one. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. It's when you least want to hook into a muskie is when you're finesse fishing walleye. Yeah. You're trying to catch, just trying to catch dinner, man. It's all you're trying to do. <laughs> Let's be honest. We go up there to those lakes to catch walleyes to bring home to eat. Yep. No, the re- the reason I brought that up is we're talking about confidence lures, and that lure that I used on Saturday, I literally threw that ninety percent of the day. Yeah, switched up in some weird situations where are too deep or too shallow. Um, but I think part of the reason that's my confidence lure is I've caught not targeting them, but I've caught walleye on that same jerk bait on the rivers. Um, <clears throat> I've caught channel cat on them which is very strange. Just casting in, thought I had a giant smallmouth on it. So but it's just... To be fair, people don't give catfish enough credit. They really don't. No, they're very aggressive. They're not all bottom feeders. Like, this one actively hit it. So, I mean, that's just... You know, that's the only reason I brought it up is, like, I think that's what made mine this... Con- like, this is my confidence work because sure. I've incidentally or accidentally caught so many different fish on it. I feel, I mean, I've caught bluegill, I've caught crappie. You know, the bluegill are setting out to the side, waiting to recast, and a little bluegill comes up and nips at it. But definitely caught crappie. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. You get, you get one lure. I, I don't have confidence in three-quarters of the other jerk baits I have. Sure. But it's just that one. I don't know if that's the reason behind it or not. But Yeah. I have one bait that I had that was like that for me. And I broke the, the the lip off of it. Uh, yeah. 
so now it's uh, on the on the wall of shame or wall of fame. But <laughs> that bait um, actually it was a Rapala. It was just a plain balsa. I think it was a number nine or a number eleven. It was the the biggest one that had two hooks on it, and it was a, a holographic black and silver. And I've caught everything from you know crappies to walleyes. I've had muskies hit it, um, pike, numerous amounts of smallmouth and largemouth bass, and I ended up hitting a rock with it, and I busted the bill right off of it. And they didn't, they quit making, they made that color pattern for like two years and then it was gone. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm so nervous to throw the one that I use. Cause it's, it's, I'm on borrowed time with it. Yeah. But don't get too attached to lures folks. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like me and I'll cry when that one breaks or I get piked. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, what else is on the docket for fishing? What do you got coming up here? Well, I'm probably not going to be fishing at all over the weekend. I have too many things going on. I have to take a work trip leaving Mother's Day to uh, head out and, and do some training with with a crew. Otherwise, it might be limited to quick little trips to the dock, and we I got to get that boat put back together. I think I got a line on some carpet to redo the front deck. We're going to clean up the carpet in the rear, fix the soft spot, and we need to get out fishing. On the big pond? On the big pond. Heck, even one of these smaller lakes, we can go to the Madison chain for that matter. And it's like Disneyland over there. There's just so much, <laughs> so many different species to catch. <laughs> I'm bringing my muskie rod if we do that. Might as well. Might as well. I, I have been hearing good things. Um, Steelies are running up by us now. Are they? So yep. if- Still got to go a little bit south, but. You can actually launch out of port. Okay. So if the Steelies are going to be there, that means the Coho aren't too far behind. Nope. Which, we should be, I'd say, within, especially with warmer weather coming, I would say at least a couple of weeks and we should be. In the Coho. We should, yep, we should be on them. Nice. And then when July hits. The, our favorite. Our favorite. The big, the big old, boys. The big fellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I don't know. I don't know what else we have we can really talk about right now without wasting too much more time. No. Quick little episode. Uh, I don't know. Tell you guys what we did over the weekend and uh, yeah, some little tips. But yeah, boat control is huge in the wind, by the way. And if you struggle with it, get out and just keep practicing. You'll get better at it over time. This is true. See you on the next one. See you next week.